Hey, Sean. David, is that you? It is. The greatest thing happened to me today. What's that? All right. I was going through the drive-thru of my local A&W. Uh, that's because you don't have Wendy's. I this learned is, that. <laughs> this was also a conversation that I was having while going through the drive-thru of the local A&W. And when you go through the drive-thru in a place and you are ordering something that has two drinks, do they ever give you the tray? Um, no, normal places offer you the tray. They're like, would you like a tray? Right. So they ask you if you want a tray, though, at least, right? Yes. So in the, for the last, like, I don't know, nine months, anywhere I've gone, they've never asked if I've wanted a tray, and I've always had to ask for one, and it's been so annoying. Today, a miracle happened. Wow. They asked me if I wanted a tray, and oh, my God, with the day that I've had today, that was the greatest thing that happened. Well, of course, maybe the second greatest thing, because you want to know what the greatest thing that's happening today? What's that? It's this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Guess who's back, 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 back again, again, again. Sean and David, tell a friend, friend, friend. Guess please who's do. back? Please tell Guess friends. Back. <laughs> it's funny I'm because still, uh, we were I'm still off living for, the party. Yeah, we were off for uh, two weeks, but our listeners weren't. We did tell them. Yeah, I know. That's maniacally. Some, that's some movie magic, or I guess podcast magic. You can record from the past and play it in the future i know it's uh it's it's not a huge thing but like david and i went from not seeing each other for over six months to seeing each other for a week and it was great yeah it was a lot of fun so much happened we and we'll tell i know everyone loves hearing about our shenanigans our adventures so we'll go into that a little bit yeah let's do that first because I think adventures when we are board game hunting and video game hunting is usually a, a top peak moment. However, we went to the usual suspects in some cases and we fell a little flat. Yeah. Has the pandemic or sorry, has not the pandemic has uh, the what's the thing that's inflation has inflation affected our purchasing? Maybe. No, it was just like nothing really stood out. I, d- no. I don't know if it was inflation. I I think, wow, there's a massive emergency outside my window. Can you hear that? That is a lot of sirens. I hope you guys are enjoying that. Um, the thing for me this time was I just didn't feel the, the urge to splurge. You know, there was mm-hmm. there was nothing really on sale that tickled my my fancy. There was a there was a really neat video game store that we went to. Um, do you remember what it's called? I, I feel like I should know this because you know I like prepared for the show, but um, it was like a very nice little hole in the wall kind of deal, much like um, Retro Replay in North York. We found a little guy in Waterloo here, and it is called. Uh, 
I don't even remember. I don't remember. It Good had time a, games. Yeah, Good it had a times giant, games. giant Pikachu in the window. But here is my one gripe, and I think it's what caused me to not purchase anything. All the good stuff was behind the counters, guys. When you go game shopping, and like I'll use Retro Replay all day, every day for an example, because it was a phenomenal experience the first time we went in there. You got to touch pretty much everything. And I know in a COVID world, that's maybe not ideal anymore, but we've also moved to like the final stages of COVID. Like people are living with it a little bit more freely. Mm -hmm. I just... I want to go through this insane library of games. Can't because I can't read that far. Everything's a little cool, like tiny. And some of the controllers that had us interested, we couldn't get unless we bought a console. Some of the prices of things were a little high, but there was also some pretty dirty deals in there too. It was a, it was a good store. So yeah. We could, have bought, area, we could have cleared it off. A, we could have cleared off a table for like 60 bucks. Cause like, I just wanted to get rid of everything. He told us we could have the entire contents of the table for free if we bought a PS3 to play some of those games. Yeah. Mind you, there was like three copies of Splinter Cell Black something. With the drone. Yeah. See, I think what... Like, I had a list of a few things that I was interested in, especially when I went to Jane J's, right? Like, things that I've had on my my to-purchase list for a while, but partially it was the first stop of our grand adventure and you don't want to spend all of your money all at once right it's like, a good thing you didn't just, i know it is because folks we had an accident oh i thought it was because you you struck the absolute lottery while we were out but continue well, your story about I not did, blowing your wad <laughs> i did i did strike the lottery for sure when this happened but i think part of partially um this is what prevented me from buying buying anything even at uh like the game store. My lovely Galaxy Z Fold 3 had a had a bobo. I opened it up to show Sean and then the uh, center of the screen turned black and like the inside screen and then the whole right side doesn't doesn't work so I have to send this thing this thing to uh, get fixed and this turned into another adventure for us. <laughs> trying to find like a, a phone repair shop to see if uh, they had the parts to fix it under warranty. But this then later leaded to me not really wanting to spend my money in case I'd buy a new phone. Right. So then it, it's partially, partially due to this, but also partially to uh, your second half who forced us to go to Woodstock. But Yes, yes, she did. <laughs> really, right? Like, I, I, I was trying to remember also when she prevented me from getting something. Yeah, it was in Woodstock. Folks, this is a PSA. If you want to go adventuring and you are known to make the sporadic um, purchase, why? Um, <laughs> what's it called when you don't think about it? A spontaneous purchase? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Um, don't take your other half. Yeah, don't take especially don't on the take day someone. that you've uh, purchased, uh, picked up your your marriage license. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was sitting behind there going, "You're making a mistake." The girl was if... laughing at you yeah, too, which is was. so funny. She was. And then it got really weird when you're like, "Okay, son, come on," and I <laughs> walked out like a, an orangutan. Um, okay, so we found this. We were looking actually for this. There's this uh, small retro game store somewhere in Woodstock and we were looking for this place. And as we were driving by, 
we saw the signs for some antique store. Yeah, it was right? called One Antique, I believe. One of a kind antiques and collectibles. Woodstock. So, yeah, so we uh, just decided to go in there, and it's it's one of these places. I'm sure people have seen these before, but uh, essentially, if you have a bunch of antiques and collectibles and stuff like that, you could rent a, a booth type thing here, put all your stuff there, sticker it, and you don't have to worry about dealing with people because there's people there that will actually ring things through and it goes to each of the vendors, right, when someone buys it. This place is massive. Like, it's an old warehouse. It's huge. But then we also learned that it was three stories, which in uh, for Sean and I, when we're browsing, the greatest thing. <laughs> when we're browsing shit, hearing that it was three stories was just amazing. Um, but unfortunately, we had someone that didn't want to go through all three stories of this this building. That's all right. Um, Save some for next time, I guess. Not only that, though. For those of you guys who know David and I personally, and for those who just love us being in your your earworms on a regular basis, or being your earworm on a regular basis, David and I have this tendency, no matter how far apart we are, we're like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at this. So if one of us gets like a, like in this case, a booth ahead, which was like every booth was like the size of a closet. One of us would just walk back to the other and we would make <laughs> no progress whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Cause then you'd be like, Oh, check this thing out. And then, you know, you'd be spending five minutes in that booth and then find something else and go and grab me and bring it back and all this stuff. So, so, so what I want to ask you before you reveal what you purchased is any three items that you saw that was like normally priced or overpriced, but something that really caught your attention. We can even go back and forth if you want, but just to give people an idea, there was like antique housewares, um, lots of cool tables, furniture, lots of collectibles, Legos, cards, video games. And that's only what we saw on like the first floor. There were yeah, signs, there was like records, signage, yeah, um, playing cards, coins, lots of like old like muskets and guns and stuff like that. Which you should have got. I know. I thought about filling my luggage with all these old muskets and guns. That would have slowed down everybody at Pearson. <laughs> would have. Um, so I'll go first. One of the first items that I saw that uh, was really cool. A little expensive for my taste, unfortunately. But it was a uh, speaking Ahmed the Dead Terrorist um, puppet from the Jeff Dunham tours. Uh, it was about $150. It was still in box, which was really cool. And it had 16 mm-hmm. different phrases. I, I don't know if she would have stopped that purchase because I, I like, I decided to not buy it, but it was definitely something that caused some pause. Mm-hmm. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You even took a picture of it. I did. I took yeah. pictures of two of the three items I would have bought. Um, There were some, some really old, star wars memorabilia right at the beginning there was this one and it was like a wasn't there a jar jar that you looked at <laughs> yeah there's a there's a i actually saw two uh jar jar binks uh funkos which i'd never seen before but uh it wasn't too old i think this was like uh episode two or three thing but like a a really like detailed yoda which seemed pretty cool, but it was like $300. So I was like, no, thanks. See the, the thing with the Funkos 
And th- this was something I, I've really started noticing because I'm looking for specific ones now. Collectors ones are so goddamn overpriced. It's not worth it. Like some of them are just so bad. Do you remember what Jar Jar was worth? I think the person there had it for like 40 bucks. Which probably is fairly reasonable considering mm-hmm. like. Well, when we went to uh, B&K's, um, I think they had it there. I think it was like 35. So not bad, but not that would have been brand new. Yeah. Well, like the other one would probably like it looked brand new, but the box is kind of beat up and stuff like that because. How many so, people have gone through and touched it, right? So B&K is actually an- another really nice little shop. Yeah, actually, I've had two wins there both times that we've gone. But we'll get to that. Um, um, what was the other thing that you were? So the other thing that, like, I, if I had the space for it, Castle, there was two different Castle Grayskulls there, but one was in the box complete with um, all pieces, and it, they wanted 120 for it. And then there was one that was on the floor, and it looked like it had some stuff, like, still with it. And it was about 80 bucks. So, I mean, I think it would have been a cool place to have, but I also don't have kids right now. Mm-hmm. If I had kids, that would be a part of my childhood that, like, for 120 bucks, you can literally use any action figure in there. You don't just mm-hmm. have to use Master of the Universe. I would probably go buy some G.I. Joes, tell them Cobra Commander's second base was there. I don't know. It was really cool. Um, do you have a second one or... You know, like there was so much stuff in there that now it's all kind of like blurring together. So then the piece de la resistance. Well, so you you know what? Do you remember what I saw? I took a picture of it and I was like blown away by the price. I showed one of the guys at The Bachelor this weekend because he's a huge um, old school Adam West Batman fan. Oh, yeah. They had still on the card. A um, like a die cast Batmobile with the Batboat trailer. Now, just to give you guys an idea of how old that toy is, it was a three set gift. Uh, Batman and Robin. It had the Batmobile, the boat, the trailer, and the Batmobile shot rockets. This toy was three hundred and seventy nine ninety nine. And was that one in a can? Uh... It was uh, in a glass box that you couldn't touch. Yeah. I got a pretty good picture of it, though. Like, the cardboard was a little broken, but it looked good. Yeah. See, some of those things is like, I don't know. There was a lot of things in there that I didn't really know the rarity of things. So when you look at something that's like priced that much, it's more so on whether or not you feel like that's a fair price for what it is, right? Yeah. Um, so the one thing that I ended up purchasing, which uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy about, I found a brand new in box, obviously, still with the shrink wrap, Star Wars board game. Uh, what was it called? Star Wars Duels. I just want to make sure I have the right name. Uh, it was, a, it was a really cool looking piece of uh, board game. That's for sure. Yeah. So this board game is. Essentially, you have different characters from across the Star Wars saga from like episode one through to uh, episode six. 
because uh, the game came out in like 2005 or something like that. Uh, and it's more of like a strategy game where it has miniatures. And so it, you can be like Anakin and have him fight Han Solo if you want. Right. So it's, it's it seems really cool like that. Um, they wanted like 50 bucks for it or 55 bucks. So I was like, uh, it's, it's like the price of a brand new game. Um, Didn't you pay 65 for it? No. Well, after tax because there's, yeah. there's tax. Yeah. Star Wars Epic Duels. That's what it is. Um. Let me read the description. Individual battles between famous Star Wars characters set on different board locations. Players choose a major character that is accompanied by one or two minor characters. Each set of characters has its own deck of cards, which are used for attack, defense, or special abilities. Each deck is unique, with certain powers relevant to the major character. There are different modes of play, one-on-one battles. Up to three teams can play against each other, or up to six players can play for a free-for-all battle. That would be cool. So it has like different battlefields, Geonosis Arena, Emperor's Throne Room, Carbon Priest Chamber. So you can make these kind of like uh, like scenarios, like what if scenarios, right? And have yep. uh, people fight against themselves. And so there's Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia. There's Count Dooku. There's um, Battle Droids, Han Solo, Mace Windu, Boba Fett. Is that Admiral Akbar? I don't know. You're looking at the no, box. That's, I'm not. That's Yoda. Uh, Anakin. They look very Padme, different. Darth Vader, Palpatine, um, and Darth Maul. So it looked pretty cool. Now, the thing is, is I was like, okay, this game looks sweet. Came out. Oh, it came out in 2002. So this would only be up to episode three stuff, I guess. Anyways, uh, I was looking at some of the prices and the game goes for well over $100 online. <laughs> Um, some of the stuff that I was looking at, like I'm looking on uh, Board Game Geek right now, $135, $185, $450 in good condition. (laughs) Like, so the, the, the value of this game was just phenomenal. Um, and for 55 bucks, why not? The thing with board games is that they don't necessarily drop in price or drop in value when you open them. It's all about like the quality of the components after they've been used. Right. Yeah. Um, obviously anything that still has the shrink wrap on it is going to be worth more than something that's been open. That's a given. But if I open this, it's not going to decrease in value to the point where if I, for some reason want to sell it, I can't sell it for 65 bucks. Right. No, you'll easily double your money no matter when you try and sell right? it. Exactly. If I do. Right. So, and that's the thing. Some of these like old Star Wars games, um, they're so kind of like they're way more intricate than a lot of games. And th- there is a holy grail, though. The game that I've been looking for forever is called The Queen's Gambit. You're looking for chess? I th- no, it's it's called Star Wars: The Queen's Gambit, and it's on. It's actually there's a mod on uh, Tabletop Simulator, which I've been meaning to try and figure out how to play. You gotta look this up. This game has three different boards, but one of the boards is a multi-tiered board, and this battle takes place in three different spots. So it's kind of like the last scene of Star Wars Episode One. So one board is the battle droid versus the Gungan army. Then there's the 
a multi-tiered board with the battle droids and like the the like queen's i don't know guards trying to break into the palace and that's on three different levels and then there's uh the power generator room with uh obi-wan kenobi qui-gon jinn and darth maul and then there's an out like space thing this game is massive it's so hard to find though because obviously it's a it's a rare game it came out in the year 2000 and this game sells for like well over 500 dollars uh, well over. I just looked it up because I was like, oh, maybe I like David enough to buy him. Uh, on eBay right now, it's eleven hundred dollars. Yeah, like board game geek market. Uh, someone listed this game five years ago <laughs> for five hundred fifty dollars. And you just know, some kid fucking destroyed that game. <sighs> I know. There's no photos. Did you ever have the? Um, I'm trying. I'm blanking on the name. But it was a gargoyles game like that, but it was like pop up. Uh, yes, I do remember a gargoyles game that was. Uh, I had so you had to go of... around the top of a building, if I remember correctly, but it was all like cardboard pieces. Yes. Yeah, it's it's literally this right here. Holy shit, I found it. That was a quick Google search. <laughs> Man, Gargoyles was like the coolest show when I was a kid. Gargoyles was great. So, uh, but if you keep <laughs> saying it, it sounds really, really, really stupid. I know. Uh, but anyway, so I decided to purchase this game. Um, it's in mint condition. It is so good. I have not taken the plastic off. I think I'm going to do... Uh, a Special th- unboxing? A th- yeah, a 20 year later unboxing video. On because, the scene on screen YouTube. Yeah, because why not, right? Like, how often is it that we get to see the opening, the unboxing of a brand new old game? Right? So, and maybe I'll find out that the game was actually resealed and it's <laughs> in grab condition. Who knows? But yeah. That's uh that that's not the worst thing that happened that day. See guys, I want to tell you how much of a backstabber David is. That David guy. <laughs> what a oh come piece on, you were <laughs> so wow. we go we <laughs> That's aggressive. So we go to Value Village and first I'm already in a bad mood because I pick up a golden tea home game that works on RCA, you plug it into any TV. You spin the the golf ball, and you get to golf. Yeah, you guys guys know like the arcade games, right? With the ball and stuff like that. Yeah, but it was an at home version of Golden Tee, not in an arcade case. Which, Mm -hmm. if anybody wants to ever buy me a gift, I would love to have one of those, like the arcade one. Yeah. Chris says no. I'm like, this is the worst. This sucks. Okay, so but there's more to that. No, no, there's more to that though. You were all because she was off somewhere else. Right, because she didn't want to be the there next with us. Aisle. Yeah, but she was off somewhere else because she was like, didn't want to hang out with us. And you are like, oh my god, check this out! Should I get this? And I said yes. And this is what it's like when we go out and do these things, right? Like we we see these things and we ask each other for reassurance, knowing very well that they're probably just going to encourage <laughs> encourage it, right? Uh, and then you make the mistake of walking around the corner to show. Carissa. Yeah, big mistake. Huge. And the worst part, too, is like, that was even a good deal. 
Mm-hmm. And then it happens. David spots a Lego set. And this Lego set is Luke Skywalker's X-Wing. Now, not like a super rare one, you know, it's like the fairly common one, but I was intrigued by it. It was behind a uh what is it, like a silk rope? No, it was it was a blue rope. <laughs> it was in the more expensive item area. That's for sure. Um, so I it's went the velvety over, area. Yeah, I went over personally. I went over to the uh, I think that person was like a manager or supervisor and asked them if I could see the Star Wars Lego set behind the silk rope. And she laughed at me and said, yeah, <laughs> yes. So looked at it and I uh, saw the price. $39.99. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not telling the most important part of this story. Because <laughs> there okay. was no price well, tag on it. When, well, there was we, a price tag. Well, but, but we couldn't see it. You couldn't see it, yeah. And David looks at me, he's like, how much would you pay for it? I was like, I'm going to write an amount down on my phone. And if it's under that amount, I would totally buy it. And David's like, oh, sure. And I literally didn't even write down the number, but I was going to put $40. And David like picks it up, looks at it. She tells us the price or he looks at the price and he's like, are you going to buy it? And I go, Oh, it's so funny. I was going to write down $40. Not even a second later. He's like, I'll take it. I was like, <laughs> no, you- no, 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 no. You're not even telling this whole story. So first off, <laughs> first off, you just admitted that you said you were going to write down a number. And if it was under that, then you would purchase it, but you admitted that you never actually wrote down a number. So therefore I didn't have you, enough time. You, you were like the flash. You nullified the statement that you were going to purchase it. If you, if it was priced under the number that you wrote, because you didn't write a number, this argument, your argument wouldn't hold up in a court of law. They would throw your, uh, throw your case out in my favor. <laughs> so anyway, so I looked at it and I hummed and hawed. The box was, unopened so you know some kid (laughs) must have been really bad for their parents to donate this unopened lego set to uh to value village so anyways i put it back on the shelf and i was like "Hmm, i'm gonna think about it so you had some time to look at it and and purchase it yeah uh but you were actually being distracted by the uh harry potter box set yeah, because I thought my 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 loving soon to be lady wife would want it. And stupid part about it is, do you know what we discovered? Also, <laughs> the same thing at Costco for like for the same like, fucking price. No, it was like five dollars more or something like that, but brand new and didn't smell yeah, like so pee. Guess guess so, what she's getting for her birthday? <laughs> and she doesn't listen to this uh, podcast, so she won't. Yeah, know. she's getting the used one. <laughs> <laughs> she's getting the used one. Um, okay. So while you were looking at that, I, I did a quick search online cause I wasn't sure if that Lego set was like 40, a $40 set. Well, like um, looking at its pieces and just overall size of the box, I assumed it was going to be 60 to 70. I didn't think it was going to be much higher, but it's also like a fairly common star Wars vehicle. Mm-hmm. And, but it did have the newer Lego packaging, and yeah. I think you I, uh, you also keenly identified that the um, St- uh, Skywalker saga 
emblem was on it, which meant that there was a downloadable character available from the game or to the game for buying the Lego set. So there was like some factors that it was a newer piece. I knew, like I knew personally, I wasn't going to shell out more than 40 and in all honesty, it was a fun game while it lasted, but I couldn't justify buying it anyways. That's fair. But uh, we're talking about the Lego set, not the game. So anyways, no, no, sorry. I mean, like it was a fun game for me to be like all weekend, like, Oh, you need some room in your uh, suitcase? I'll uh, just oh, yeah. take that Lego set off you. And yet, this is a topic of a conversation for the last five minutes. And you called me a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so uh, I looked it up. It's a seventy dollars Lego set. So I'm yeah. like, fuck, fuck yeah! All right, I'll buy it. So I did. And then uh, Sean proceeded to <laughs> harass me about it for for the remainder of the weekend. But uh, it was great. You're not even Good talking times. about the best thing you received this weekend from me. You got a pair of pizza slippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, no, I gave those to uh, she who shall not be named. Because so, apparently, apparently uh, my feet are not large. They're larger than large. Yeah, they, they never fit me. So I yeah. was like, hey, would you like these pizza shoes? Yeah. Um, so now that they've listened to us adventure and bitch and moan and stuff for the last 30 minutes, let's talk about other things we did. So David and I finally beat a video game. I helped him not David. And we beat a way out. Well, in my defense, you can only play that game with someone else. So it's very it would be impossible for me to play that anyways. Yes. So up until now, the game was David-ed. Now, we won't, we won't talk about it too, too much because... Um, you gotta play that. It, it is older. The game came um, out like years ago. It, it's like the original. It takes two. the The twists and turns in the story are pretty great. Mechanically, though, I think like once you make one little error, your missions just kind of end. Which is well, kind we of didn't, un- we didn't really have too many little errors. There's a few levels where you're trying to escape a building and and uh, if maybe you're caught. I think if you just take too long to get to the next point, then you get caught, right? Yeah. Um, which makes sense in a, they're trying to have a, a, like a sense of urgency, right? Yeah. The, uh, the biggest problem I think I had with the game was how it kind of ended because you get into this very epic finale and then both endings are just so blah. Yeah. But uh, before we talk about the ending, let's talk about uh, what was your favorite part of that game? Or maybe not necessarily um, not maybe not necessarily favorite part, like as in level or scene or whatnot, but maybe favorite mechanic of it being a uh, strictly co-op two player game. So the puzzles at the beginning of the game when we started the game were a lot, I think, more th- more thought out. Um, the rest mm-hmm. of the game seemed like a lot more. I don't know. You just kind of felt a little rushed. Like when you were in Mexico, right? That's it's the game becomes a co-op shoot 'em up. You don't really have to solve any puzzles to complete the game, right? There no. there's not a lot of like co-op work that needs to be done for those. Like the biking through the sand dunes was kind of cool, but also if one person died, you had to restart. Um, escaping prison was the best part of the game. Um, mm-hmm. 
the shoot the like the escaping the hospital was pretty good but it was more linear there wasn't really like a lot of thinking you had to do so i'd say that like the escaping the prison mechanic okay yeah i like the i like the beginning of the game a lot more i think i went into it thinking that uh the game would be more of a a long-term prison break kind of story right but really that's like the first like two levels and you're out of jail yeah. Um there's a part where we are we were trying to run or escape from uh, a hospital. Um what was really cool about that is that the scene right before this uh sequence the characters kind of split up due to the story. Uh and then the remainder of the level kind of went back and forth from each person controlling their character. Um, trying to get out of the hospital in, in a slightly different way. Um, it was kind of cool how they how they eventually connected the two and uh, and made them, I don't know, like, I guess, reconnect at the end of the level so that you end up, like, together. Um, but I thought that was kind of cool. It, it had a lot of, like, that, like, movie feeling where there'll be multiple action scenes going on and they cut back and forth between it. Yeah, but, I thought that was kind of cool. But I feel like the ending of the game was very rushed because like we just kind of like breezed through that fairly quickly, right? So especially after the reveal. Like yeah. Okay, like the final act. Spoiler alert. Eh, don't spoil it. I think I <laughs> The ending was like no, I'm not going I'm not going to straight up spoil it. The ending was disappointing. Yeah. Um there are two different endings depending on how how you actually uh progress. Um but it was it was disappointing because you have this the story that you're building up this relationship between your characters and stuff like that. You're working together. And then the way that it ended kind of just takes everything and throws it up and ma- almost makes it completely pointless. Right. Um, and then it just ends and it's not really satisfying. Like now, mind you, one of the endings was more satisfying than the other. Which one? My ending or yours? Uh, my ending. Yeah, it was. Okay, so um, without spoilers, um, were two different characters. One was um, essentially set up to go to prison and one committed a crime. And we'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So my guy was set up. No, your guy was set up. My guy. Yeah, my guy was set up. Your guy was the actual criminal. So the 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 actual criminal, um, story ending I felt was more satisfying because with you can't really spoil this game. Like with without yeah. spoiling the story, I just feel like there was a better connection and you you felt more for my my character, and then yours was just kind of end up being more of an asshole, and you're like, oh, okay, well. I don't care about this guy. Yeah, like to to be honest, my character sucked. At the end, my character sucked. Even when you win, you lose. Yeah. Suck. Yeah. But that's it for that game. Overall though, overall rating. Six. You give it? Yeah. I'd say like seven. Cause like, you know, for for games that you have to play with someone, uh, you can play that game online co-op, but I think it was great having us just in the same room playing it. Uh, Cause it's a rarity. Those games are rarities. 
there's not a lot of couch co-op games. Unlike, oh man, you know what I needed for this one? I needed to have the TMNT soundbite. Yeah, now that game was great. We played Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge came out recently. Um, it was on, it's part of Game Pass, so we were like, sweet, let's try it out. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, it was exactly what I thought it would be. Uh, and I was committed when David and I started playing it. I was like, we're beating the game. Straight up, we're beating the game. We beat it before we went away, right? Yeah, we beat it that night. Yeah, I, I, I only had one goal. It was to beat the game without stopping playing. So like we were at our, an arcade again. So mm. David and I had some drinks and we plowed through. And it's all the nostalgia you could possibly want in a turtles game, but with fluid movement, OP moves. Yeah. Your favorite good and bad guys. Plus master splinter, April Casey Jones. I think the, if you are a fan of turtles through time or turtles in time for the super Nintendo, or even the arcade version of it, uh, you're going to love this one because I think it took heavy, it took heavy influence from that game. Um, even with the music, and the animations and stuff like that. Uh, it, it felt like a direct sequel to that game. Um, mind you, the story is a little similar in the sense that uh, I think in Turtles in Time, what do they do? They steal the uh, Empire State. No, not the Empire. Uh, the Statue of Liberty. They steal it. Uh, and then this one, they're like changing it into some big robot or something. Yeah, an evil robot. Uh, but you know what? It's so much fun. And I was even, as we were playing the game, I was thinking, man, man, I want to play Turtles in Time. Like, I would love a Turtles in Time remake in this kind of game engine. Slightly updated, you know, I don't know. Just, it was so much fun. It was one of those things that by the time we beat it, it didn't feel like it was that long, but we had played for probably about two and a half hours. Yeah, I th- I think we beat it in just under two and a half. Yeah, and like someone might be saying like, oh, two and a half hours, that's not even worth it. Uh, <laughs> there's seven different endings, obviously. Uh, you have to beat the game seven different times with uh, the main character or uh, player one being a different uh, Ninja Turtle or uh, Casey Jones, April O'Neil, or Splinter. Uh, so there's there's things in the game to get you to play it more. Um, but I've lost track of how many times I've beaten Turtles in Time, and that's not a very long game either, right? Like it's uh, probably my my biggest accomplishment as a kid was beating Turtles in Time on hard by myself. Yeah, I like I'd never beat it with anybody until I beat it on an arcade machine. Really? And- oh. Like I beat it very late into my life and it was an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, no, that game is uh Shredder's Revenge. Actually really impressed with it. Um I'm glad that we gotta play it together. I'm glad that we gotta beat it together. That's two games in the span of twenty four hours that I have beaten. And you played Ultimate Chicken Horse. Oh snap! We did play Ultimate Chicken Horse. That was uh, that was quite, quite a fun game, actually. 
<laughs> we only uh, we only played certified bangers that week. No, no, yeah, we did. It was uh, quite interesting. Now, obviously, you've you've talked about Ultimate Chicken Horse a few times before, and I may ignored have forgotten, me. I may have forgotten to purchase it when it was on sale. Uh, but I I tell you this, I will not forget to purchase it when it goes on sale again. It was a lot of fun. People who don't know what Ultimate Chicken Horse is, it's kind of like a side-scrolling platformer battle royale type thing where you are placing objects to get in the way and kill your opponents but you also have to get through them to get to the end of the goal and win ultimately you get points uh it's interesting because we we'd be placing stuff that we would be trying to screw over the other person but then also realize that oh shit (laughs) i have to get over this thing too it was uh it's definitely one of the the more fun games you can find too for a couch co op. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it was pretty simple to learn and play and stuff like that. It was cool seeing the different um, torture devices and obstacles and how they interact with each other. Yeah, um, the, like the fact that a crossbow can go into a cannon, right? And we learned that by accident. Uh, yeah, no, that was a totally that was a. a, a super fun game i think it would be uh get really crazy with uh four players Um, but i feel like it would be a lot of fun too yeah but yeah alas what's next i think we watched something did we watch something we didn't really watch anything i I believe we did it was really hot in the apartment so we we ventured on over to a movie theater oh snap we did Yeah, that's right. We watched the movie that Sean thought was going to be a movie for the ladies. Turns out that it was a movie for the men, the women, I really enjoyed and it. the children. I, I knew I was going to enjoy it, so it's not, it's not like I'm. Oh, Sean, surprise! You like Top Gun? <laughs> yeah, I know. I knew even I though, like even yeah, yeah, even though I the like story the first for one. even though the story for the first one, I remember some of it. Like I don't know, the plane stuff is always fun and cool and stuff like that. But it had a little bit more drama than I really enjoyed as a kid but this movie has so much plain action it was so good so good now there were some direct like scene for scene shot for shot copies from top gun but it it was done in a way that was tasteful and not a blatant copy. Like it wasn't cheap. You know what I mean? Cause like they made it part of the story. They made it part of uh Maverick's character because of what he is going through. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I, I want to see that movie again. I would definitely go see that movie in theater in like 40 X where the seats move and shit like that. Uh, yeah. What did, uh, what did Carissa think about it? She, she enjoyed it, yeah, and she never saw the first Tom uh, Top Gun, so I thought it was it was nice to see. And and the thing is, is there was uh, I was kind of concerned that you would have to have watched and really understood the first Top Gun movie to understand this one. I hadn't seen Top Gun in a very long time. I don't remember the last time I watched it, um, but they did a really good job for the most part. Uh, 
kind of explaining what happened in the first movie, right? Like not with direct, like 30 years ago, Tom Cruise was Top Gun ace maverick blah 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 blah. you know what i mean they they didn't do anything like that at flash uh, or a a recap but it was kind of built into the story so as you watch the movie you kind of understand you you learn what had happened previously in the previous movie and anything that wasn't mentioned in that movie doesn't really matter because he had that relationship with that girl charlie they don't mention her at all the only thing that i was disappointed with or confused about is the love interest in this movie. I didn't know who or where she came from. So Penny, which is one of the top Googled things since this movie has come out. Penny was not physically on screen in the first Top Gun. She does exist in the universe, however, and only brief mentions. After Maverick refuses to land his plane uh, as he's trying to save Cougar, he and Goose receive a scolding from Stinger from the reckless incident. The commander soon lists all the things Maverick had done wrong, adding that he's personally disciplined the pilot twice for having a high speed or a history of high speed passes. Oh, I thought this was going to, Oh, it's the Admiral's daughter. That's why goose leans towards Maverick and whispers Penny Benjamin to which Maverick uh, shrugs and brushes it off. So it's very vaguely mentioned and she runs the, the top gun bar. Yeah. Yeah. The the bar, the Navy bar. Yeah. So that was kind of confusing because it kind of came out of nowhere with no real explanation. I think they just shoehorned the character in there to like you could take that whole arc out and it wouldn't affect the story of the overall movie. Phenomenal kind of choice useless. for her, though. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, overall, honestly, great movie. Um, I think partially why we went to see it is because I had just found out that it grossed over a billion dollars worldwide. And we're like, well, let's just give it some more money. Just kidding. But it did gross over a billion dollars worldwide. Um, But clearly, if it was a movie that was trying to tailor towards uh, the female audience, like some people had uh, con- some some concerns of, it wouldn't have been doing so well. But uh, everyone that has watched the movie, I love reading some of the comments on various threads on Reddit and stuff like that. People were pleasantly surprised. Um, and I think what makes it so good is the fact that Tom Cruise has given 100% to the film. Oh, one thousand percent you knew that this was like you could just feel in every scene this was like his movie mm-hmm. and i liked that i really i really thought he did well mm-hmm. like say what you will about him outside of the movies and stuff like that and kind of the crazy stuff that the shenanigans he's gets into and is part of but when he does movies he actually like he gives 100 percent to it he cares so much about it um like the new mission impossible I'm sure that's going to be a banger. Um, apparently that movie, he that was when they were filming that one. Uh, that's when COVID hit and he rented out a cruise ship for his entire crew to live on for the duration of their filming just to help prevent uh, any spread of COVID. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, Top Gun, honestly, I'm going to watch that again. Probably not in theaters, unfortunately, just because uh, we don't really have the selection here <laughs> of theaters but uh you know what 
I was pleasantly surprised. I left. I hadn't left a movie in a long time, like actually thinking like I would go see that movie again right now. That was my favorite movie I saw this year. Yeah, I would. I would have to agree. You know, I would have to say out of anything, I would say that's probably the being the most satisfying thing, you know, unlike. Oh, I wasn't even done talking about Top Gun. Got it. Got it. <laughs> really? That was such a good segue. No, that was terrible. You, I wanted to talk about Val Kilmer before. Oh, snap. I totally forgot about Val Kilmer. Dick. All right. <laughs> Anyways. David uh, and I had so much fun over the last little bit that it's just, it's continuing. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Um, yeah. Val Kilmer was in the movie. Um, I thought that was a very tasteful way to let his character. Let his character what? <laughs> okay. I, spoiler. Yeah. Sorry. Well, <laughs> not really. So for people who don't know, Val Kilmer, Val, Val Kilmer has, uh, he was diagnosed with throat cancer. So he has a trach. So he, he can't really talk very well. Like he talks uh, very raspily and it's very difficult for him to talk. Uh, Val Kilmer was Iceman in Top Gun, essentially Maverick's rival, right? His arch enemy, so to speak. Um, at the end of Top Gun, they make up and they become friends and stuff like that. Uh, in this movie, Iceman is more of like a... Is he an admiral? He's uh, the commander of the Navy. Yeah, so he uh, moved up in the ranks, whereas yeah. uh, Maverick just kind of stayed where he was. Um, so they had a small interaction between the two of them. And I was uh, very curious how they would have addressed the fact that he really can't talk very well. And they actually made it part of the movie. It was beautiful. And, and it works like, well, so well, because it, it really, I think it really allowed Tom Cruise to kind of show a more emotional side of acting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so good. Such a good uh, way of ha- in- including that character, including that actor, and and kind of giving him a proper part in the story. Because Iceman was a very important part of Top Gun, and it would have been weird if they didn't have him included in this movie in some way, right? And not just like a off-screen death, like some places, some some movies do, right? But speaking yeah. of uh, off-screen deaths, <laughs> was that better? I'll accept it. I'm not a huge fan of it, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Am I allowed to just drop the hot mic and spit for a second? Like, don't spoil it. Why? We're a week over it. I know. Yeah, we're going to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Spoiler alert for the rest of the episode. It's rant time, baby. Yeah, there. Yeah. We we need some angry rant music. (laughs) I need something. Okay, so I said this a few episodes ago, and while I appreciate the effort, 
of them trying to create suspenseful and tense moments in a series, right? The first movie of Star Wars came out in the late 70s. What was it, 1978? 1977. 1977, A New Hope. This series was spoiled 40 fucking years (laughs) ago. You all knew Obi-Wan was going to survive. And the fact that they had the third sister chase down Owen and Baru? Are you kidding me? Yeah. We know we're in the next movie. Yeah. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Okay, look, I know David has his own rants about Star Wars and how like they're canonically just ruining shit. And Kathleen Kennedy's just sitting over there like a little puppet master. Were there elements of the show that were cool? Yes. I would like to talk about some of them. But I can't, for the life of me, get over the fact that they tried so desperately to make you think Obi-Wan and Owen and Baru were in legitimate danger. Hell, just anyone (laughs) was in legitimate danger. Like, they introduced some cool characters just to have people that they could kill off. They didn't even bring back Evil Caillou in that episode. Yeah, Evil Caillou was there. Spoiler alert, they want to make a second season. For what? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to have Obi-Wan and Vader fight again? No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, yeah. no, no. Stop it, Star Wars. <laughs> so do, do a little Leia series. Well, well that's the thing is something the, the, the best thing in that or that series was the actress that played uh, Princess Leia. She really embodied the the, the grown-up Princess Leia. You know, this, this headstrong, does what they want, smart leader type. I, I thought they actually did a really good mix of making her chaotic and mischievous like Padme. Exactly, yeah. Um, but in everything else, like the sense of urgency, the sense of worry was not there because you could, it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter that young Leia got kidnapped because we know that she gets out of it. We know that she gets kidnapped again. Right. What they, they could have done so much more with this. They could have expanded on Obi-Wan Kenobi as an individual. Right, like they, yes, he's being hunted by the Empire. They're looking out for him, but there should never have been a direct interaction with Darth Vader. Right, like he, the fact that they had a line in Episode Four saying, "Like the last time we met, you're the master, or whatever," and I was a well, learner. he did own Vader one more time. <laughs> This is true. He did like that battle was pretty cool. But at the same time, I'm not worried about either of them because neither of them are going to die. Right. Like it just doesn't make any sense. They could have done more of a, like a story with Obi-Wan Kenobi trying to support and hide and help remaining Jedi. Right. Like, because we know that they're still out there. We know that, um, you know, Kyle, uh, what's it um, from Jedi Fallen Order? Oh, it's Cal Castus. Cal Castus. Like we know that there's there's other ones like him. It could have easily been 
Obi-Wan trying to save some Jedi and f- fighting off one of the numbered brothers or sisters, like the Inquisitors. They could have done something like that. Wait, but are you telling me they missed an opportunity? What? <laughs> yeah, they missed so many opportunities with this one. I think they were so worried about whether or not they should. No, could. They didn't think of whether or not they should. Okay. As a whole, now I've calmed down a little bit. None of the episodes really stood out to me as like overly strong. It was cool to see Obi-Wan like at his full power. And I can acknowledge it. When he seemingly defeated Vader and his mask was cut open and it was fading in and out of Anakin's voice and Vader's voice. That as a star Wars fan was really cool. Mm -hmm. I felt, I felt like most connected to that piece because it it felt to me like Obi-Wan never got the opportunity to, to feel his brother leaving him. Right. Like even in Clone Wars, it kind of like he just disappears. Does he not? Or is that Rebels? Uh, it's more Rebels because Clone Wars, he's still Anakin. So like we know that up until the events of Revenge of the Sith and there's like epic battles between the two of them. You are my brother one. Uh, you were my brother. You were the chosen one. You were supposed to lead the Republic, not destroy all that stuff. He has... Obi-Wan finally got closure, which we were never offered. And in, I think now, if you look back to the scenes where like Obi-Wan fights Vader and loses, there's like a little bit more, like you could look at it slightly differently, knowing that he Mm -hmm. let go of Anakin and you don't know that in 1977, right? Mm -hmm. You just know him as going after Vader. So at least, you got that as fan service. And I think, well, I, I that think that was one of the best things. I think some of that really made some of the conversations that uh, Obi-Wan had with Luke make more sense. When he said, Vader killed your father, right? Um, Anakin literally says, you didn't kill Anakin. I Skywalker. did. I did. Right. So that is essentially, you know, Vader is saying I killed Anakin. Um, and this is also where uh, I think when Obi-Wan kind of accepts that uh, Anakin is dead, right? Um, that's when he says goodbye, Darth, or whatever. Yes. Right? So and then- he, he doesn't refer to him as Anakin anymore or whatnot. He's, he's accepted the fact that Anakin's dead. The only other thing is when he's saying goodbye to Leia, Right. He's like, it's like your mother was tenacious, um, smart, all that stuff. And then, or no, he's like, you got these qualities from your mother. And then I think he like says one more goodbye to Anakin that mm-hmm. was like nice where it's like, you got your tenacity, you got your, your strong will and you got your, I think it was like abrasiveness or something. Something like that. Yeah. And, and that's, I think. Obi-Wan and Ewan saying goodbye to the character. And I think that was, that was, I thought a really tastefully done scene considering some of the other stuff that happened. Like 
if we're going to talk about things that make absolutely no sense whatsoever, the fact that one youngling survived and then when she went to go kill Luke, who might have actually had the closest opportunity to kill Luke out of everybody ever, mm-hmm. period. She's like, I couldn't do it because she's having flashbacks of Anakin killing all her friends. Like the whole the, the whole point of her, or the whole storyline of her becoming an Inquisitor just to try and kill Darth Vader doesn't make any sense either, though, right? Like she's just doing all these evil things and killing all these other innocent people because she's mad at Darth Vader or Anakin killing younglings. So she's going to kill other people just so that she can kill him. That doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. Such a stupid concept. They could have done so much more. You know, I would have rather it her just be some evil person. That's, you know, hunt Jedi and it's her and Obi-Wan and she has to fight Obi-Wan and, Obviously, she would lose, but they could have done so much more. Ultimately, it was really disappointing. I I know that there's there's rumors of a second season. I don't know what they would do with it. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, if they're going to actually do it. I just it's just disappointing knowing that there was so much hype for this series. Right? Like the possibilities were endless and we got something that was just slightly better than Book of Boba Fett. Oh, that's pretty tough. But the I thing think... is, is Book of Boba Fett actually takes place after uh, we know that the character was, I guess, eaten and died. So he still could have technically died again and we wouldn't have known. Right. Whereas this takes place before A New Hope. So we know that all the characters that we care about are not going to die. Yeah, the the big thing for me is how, like, what else can you explore? Unless Obi-Wan Season 2 is a direct opening to Cal Castus, but Cal doesn't mm-hmm. acknowledge Obi-Wan exists at the beginning of Jedi Fallen Order. I don't remember if he's ever acknowledged throughout the game. I do not believe That's so. Like the most, like, because I think aside from, like, maybe Yoda... Or Mace Windu, like Obi-Wan was the most powerful Jedi. Or one of the most yeah, powerful. One of them, yeah. Um also, can we talk about for a second that weirdly gross Palpatine cameo? Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. what the fuck was that? He just looked like he was tired. He he looked like Kermit the Frog got dehydrated. It looked so bad yeah, for star wars yeah. money it looked bad like obviously he's older but like you could have just used footage you already had mm-hmm. and edited it i don't know there was just i wasn't at the edge of my seat like at the mandalorian every if every episode's a new story and maybe we're just blessed by how good the mandalorian is and that's fine i guess right mm-hmm. but now there's nothing I, I don't care anymore. Did I like the last five minutes with hello there? Yes. Did I like that Obi-Wan finally got Qui-Gon and Qui-Gon actually like his force ghost and he was kind of like cynical. He's like, what are you waiting for? We have a long way to go. I thought that yeah. was really good. Now they could go with that and for season two with him doing Buddy more Cop. training with that. Yeah. I really wish that. It wasn't just uh, like the final battle with uh, or final final interaction with Darth Vader 
where he's like, oh, you found your strength again or you got your powers back. Or whatever. I wish that they had an episode where he finally connects with with Qui-Gon Jinn and Qui-Gon Jinn teaches him that, you know what, there's more to it than like more to the force than just being strong and protecting others. You, you can't always protect everyone, but you can protect some people and that's all that they can hope to do. Right. Like things like that. Um, they could have done so much more with that. They could have given Qui-Gon uh, a, a much bigger role than just being like, oh, sup, bitch, you finally made it. <laughs> right? So I had, well, I said it last episode. I thought, I think, or I said it to you on the weekend. I thought for sure we were going to see the Force Ghost. I said that to you before the last episode. And then as watching the episode... When he's getting on that ship to go like draw out Vader, I thought if it's going to happen, it's going to happen right now because he's going to need Qui-Gon to master his strength and somehow re-unlock his Jedi powers. But only until his mind was free and he let go of Anakin was that possible. I don't don't know. Like I would have rather had Liam Neeson pump me up than take me down. Right. Overall, what's your opinion? on the sh- the series as a whole the series as a whole overall i'd give it maybe like a, a six or a seven at most a seven uh visually it looked really good there was some interesting story stuff in there like um not not like the overall story but like locations and stuff like that were really good I thought um, a lot of corny. You know what? Seven still too generous. I'd say six. <laughs> wow. Overall, though, you know, it it was disappointing. Um, if Disney had started off with say Book of Boba Fett and not uh, Mandalorian, Mandalorian would have never happened. Well, it probably never would have. But let's just say in the in an alternate universe, we got the same Mandalorian as we did but it came out after book of Boba Fett. I think Kenobi would be viewed slightly higher, right? Because you start off with your weakest one and then and everything looks a little better, but seeing two things come out right after, like one after the other, and they're both kind of duds is not really a good sign because what, what do we have next? We have Andor. And that comes oh, out, what, I... August, uh, was it August 1st or August 31st? Uh, Andor series. Released. Uh, August 31st. August 31st. When is Rangers of the Republic coming out? Because I was actually looking forward to that. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, that is December 10th. Wait, that's when it was announced. Yeah, I don't think they have a. Oh, uh, no, it early was officially t- canceled. What? Oh, it was. What the hell? Oh, because they lost what's her face, who is the main actress in it. Yeah, that's right. Um, Gina Carano. Mm-hmm. And apparently, she is either in the Mandalorian three or not. I don't know. Interesting. My um, I'm I'm with you. I'd say six or seven. I'd say six solely because, okay, I would say it wasted my time because I was like four hour, four and a half hours I'm never going to get back. Is this something I'm going to rewatch? Maybe if I'm like kind of bored and want some like Obi-Wan. But 
or like to fill the gap between revenge of the Sith and a new hope, we have a little bit more content, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, like I'm also not stupid. And yes, obviously this happens when you have sequels come out after prequels and prequels come out after the original stuff. For me, you're, you're, you're making up stories that aren't filling gaps because there was never any indication that Luke was ever in danger while he was in hiding. Mm-hmm. So that's that's problem A. And problem B is you can't you can't manipulate something that was said. And I know Disney and Lucasfilm does it all the time. And I'm sure they've micro edited A New Hope again to be like, wow. I haven't seen you since the last time we fought at Mustafar or wherever the f- actually was a Tatooine they fought. What what planet uh, did he fight Vader on? In in episode three? No, in episode six of what we just watched. Oh, I don't know. So well, I haven't seen you since you threw rocks at me on the dark planet. <laughs> the dark planet, yeah. Same, same shit. Like, yeah. okay, like, is it technically correct? Yeah, because. Obi definitely like owned his ass, but that that part I can see being legitimized with the original dialogue based on what happened in that fight, because it wasn't like Vader even had a real chance. Like he was dying, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not dead, but he couldn't continue fighting because his respirator was broken, Mm -hmm. which also kind of just got completely skipped over. He's like literally panting and almost down. He's like, bye, Doth. See ya. At the end of the day. And, and the thing is, I like, think at is that generous. scene, at that scene, we're like, just kill him. Like, seriously, you could have ended everything, but no. But you can't because the movie already came out. I know. I was reading today that because the solo movie did so poorly, you and McGregor lost his chance at three Obi-Wan films. What do you mean? Yeah, there was apparently supposed to be like a series of Obi-Wan films. One was going to be like a prequel from before he was like Ewan McGregor. Then there was going to be two developmental movies. Kind of what they're doing with Andrew Lincoln and The Walking Dead. Oh, interesting. See, I feel like but, they should have done that. Yeah, years ago. But because Solo did so poorly, they didn't do it. Do it. Weird. Also, we didn't hear do it. And that kind of annoyed me. Especially because we had good old palps on the screen. Yeah. He could have just been like, because <laughs> he's like promising his allegiance, right? And then he could have just been like, do it, Anakin. <laughs> do yeah. it. I mean, as as bad as uh, Palp, Palpatine looked in this one, he still looked better than the OG Palpatine in uh, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. But he's not nearly as good as other Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith or Clone Wars. Or Robot or Attack Chicken. Of Clones. Actually, the robot, ch- <laughs> the robot chicken scene where he's saying hello to all the, the stormtroopers and he's just getting mad and then he starts flipping them off. That Palpatine is great. Yep. But we want to know what you guys think. Did you like Obi-Wan? Did you like Top Gun? Did you play any of the games we talked about? And do you want us to go on more adventures? I hear there might be one in Winnipeg coming. Not relatively soon, but ish. I don't know. By the end of the year. Let us know your thoughts. 
<laughs> Should I have said, let us know your thoughts? <laughs> no, winter peg. Oh, man, it's starting to get cold again up here. So, no. How was your one week of summer solstice? <laughs> let us know, as you always do, for myself and David. He's so cool. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene On Screen podcast.